Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. This is a transformative time for Black America. Our income is at an all-time high, and the opportunity for economic empowerment is unprecedented. It's not just about dreaming anymore. It's about turning those dreams into reality by creating blueprints for generational wealth. Prudential has a remarkable history of supporting communities and institutions that have been overlooked for far too long. For instance, they've pledged a staggering $1 billion to programs, partners, and initiatives focused on historically excluded communities. Build your financial blueprint today at prudential.com slash blueprints. If you're ready for an epic family vacation, there's no better place than sunny Orlando. Exciting thrills, never-ending food festivals, fresh new dining experiences, outdoor adventures, and Florida's natural springs, and so much more. Orlando has it all. And Visit Orlando's vacation planners can help you plan the perfect trip. In Orlando, anything is possible, if you can imagine it. And that's what makes Orlando unbelievably real. Plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Y'all ready? Uh, let's go. Welcome. This is Michael Cogis World. Started on Venice Beach, now he reaching the world. He'll make you laugh till your stomach hurts. Super fly, nice guy. And pray if you need the word. While he dressed to the night. Come on, get ready for the star search winner. An OG three times. This ain't no beginner. Whether you in your house, you on your burger, out to dinner, on your job, in your car, turn it up and it's a remember. Hey everybody, it's your boy Michael Gallier, and yes, Michael talks to everybody. Um, Tonight, today, this evening, this afternoon, whatever time of day it is, uh, I am very, very happy to have my friend Anthony Oaks here, comedian, part X a lot, and a a member of the the what, what can I call it the the alphabet community? Okay, no, no, you know I, I'm playing. I come <laughs> on stage just say LGBTXYZ. I'm not sure what the letter is today. I can't keep up personally, but it seemed like. It's so important now to people to be able to label who is what and what is what. And the question today is, what is gay? You know, and and it's so many things. And I was talking to Anthony. I said, you know, I would like to do a, a gay topic. And Anthony, what was your response, sir? I am the foremost authority on gayness. 
Thank you. So we can have the topic, okay? And you know what? Right there is what exactly what I'm happy to do this show. It's because everybody should be able to talk about whatever topic, about anything, and not be all uptight and stuff. We're just communicating. That's all. We communicate. And, what, and, and you know, it's like you can't even watch nothing on TV without somebody shouting out, that's gay. Somebody can't wear clothes a certain way. That's gay. You know, um, you kiss one fella. And Okay, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> What, let me ask you, what what is gay? And wait, and is gay a standalone and everybody else is different? Is, isn't bi and gay the same thing? No, it is not the same thing. So okay. basically gay, the act of being gay is to have romanticized attraction, sexual attraction mm-hmm. to the same Sex. Okay. It does not go under what are you wearing? What are you eating? How you hold your wrist? How you walk? How you put your pinky up when you drink your tea? None of that has anything to do with being gay. Gayness is the attraction to the same sex. Wait, so it's, so it's not an action word. I thought it was a verb. So it's not an action so word. So it can be. If you're being gay, if you're being, if you're actually having romanticized sexual attractions for the same sex, you're being gay. But I mean, but you're saying, but you don't have to act on it. All you have to do is have the attraction and that makes you gay? Yes. Mm, You had to think before you even answer that because you know you know how to answer that, did you? Well, people think that because you don't act on something it does not disguise who your true nature is. Oh, that was very good. That was very good. Okay, okay. So then, so then, someone just floated a story by here about a a, a great vocal genius artist. Uh, my uh, my friend Tank Tank is a great guy, and he was in some conversation on BET, and and this guy says, um, so he says he gave an example. He said, well, if a guy fellates another fellow. Uh, and he could do it twice. If we do it the first time, he might not be sure. Second time, he really trying to see. If he go a third time, he's officially gay. But if he stop at two, he's all right. Now I'm paraphrasing, but he's basically saying you can suck dick two times and not be gay. And I don't know what, what that would be. Was that like taste taste test? I don't what I don't know what would that be when you do it twice. And, <laughs> okay, so, what is the story on that? So here's the thing. I have never been with a woman sexually. Ever. Ever. I'm a golden gay. Okay, no. (laughs) Golden gay. Never been with a woman sexually. Now, in my youth growing up, I did have a chance to feel on a titty Mm. and look at a vagina. It was a welcomed scenario (laughs) from the young lady. (laughs) And... And I knew then, as in the moment, this is just not doing it for me. Okay. This is uh, this is an action that I'm doing. I feel no pleasure whatsoever. I'm, mm. It's more out of curiosity. Curi- I was curious. Mm-hmm. Now, after that experience, I knew that that was not for me. That, um, you know, I was not... Uh, pro-vagina when it came to sexual attraction. Okay. Now, I didn't have to try it again to know that. 
that first time pretty much did it, you know. That did it. Okay. Uh, and to be 100% honest with myself, I probably knew that before I did it, but I just did it out of curiosity. But if you had sex with a woman three times, would that make you not be gay anymore? Now you're bisexual? Would it make, I know, but am I attracted to these women? Oh, like when it's, so if you, it's the if attraction. You, so if you're sticking in them, but you're not attracted, then that doesn't change what's going on. So I'm not going to stick it in something <laughs> that I'm not attracted to. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> so I'm not going to stick it in anything that I'm not attracted to because what, what, what would be the outcome of that? What would be the purpose? Mm. Um, now, there are so many underlying factors that can factor into this. For example, I went to college. Shout out to UNC Charlotte. Go 49ers. <laughs> now, in that time period, there were, especially when me first coming out, a right. young, you know, black gay male, right. um, there were guys that I messed around with, experimented mm. with, fellatioed yeah. with, Ooh. who are now whole family men. Okay. I mean, they are married with children. So they were just they experimenting. They were definitely just experimenting. When you're 18, 19, your hormones are raging. You're mm -hmm. trying to figure out who you are uh, okay. in a situation. I don't think there's anything wrong with experimenting. Women are allowed to do this with, with exemption. Yeah, I like they really can experiment. That. They can experiment as long. They can experiment well past their college years, and it's still oh, experimenting. And it's still okay. It's still okay, but a guy cannot do that. It does not make them gay. So we just saw the Monet, uh, Janelle Monet's uh, video, and uh, it's pretty explicit. Mm -hmm. um, and we already, you know, she already said she's not. I don't think she labels herself as anything. She just a, she's a person who does what she wants to do. And but we I, make I these that. labels up. Okay, these labels are created. Every mm -hmm. label, every box that we put ourselves in, they're created by humans. We created these boxes to put ourselves. Nature didn't create these boxes. So we created these boxes to put ourselves in. And then we complain about when we're put in the box. But aren't the labels, aren't the labels created so you could be in the box? So people would be in a place where they feel like there were folks who are also able to respect and respond to them? But what I found out is humans don't like being put in boxes. That's true. That's true. I don't even wear boxer shorts. It just it throws me. <laughs> By the way, right. I love boxer shorts, but that's not relatable. Um, okay. <laughs> when so I even myself, I don't even though I am gay, that is just a small part of who I am. And right. a lot of times I don't even like when people bring it up. Because what if I don't want to talk about being gay right then? Like that's not something like do straight people talk about being straight all the time? Or at all? <laughs> at all. It's so weird. It's a double standard. And it's also a dual-edged sword. Okay. What do you think about the the ladies, uh, the fellas who who have transformed themselves into ladies and so are now those are playing trans, sports? Mm -hmm, those are trans individuals. Trans what? Trans individuals. Trans individuals. They're, okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. they're, they're transgender. And I personally cannot speak on transgenderism because I'm not transgender. Okay. And you don't know nothing about transgender? Well, it's not that I don't, I have a 
plethora, a cornucopia of transgendered <laughs> friends, of transgendered that. friends. And what I've learned from them is to stop speaking on transgender issues because I am not the foremost authority on transgenderism. Well, damn it. Why did you come alone? Why did you bring a transgender person so we wouldn't get stuck? Well, next time I'll know in advance and I can order one for you, Michael. I can put in an order and get one for But no, I mean, it's something that I just can't, you know, I can speak about being gay and gay people participating in sports. But as far as like, you know, transgender, I can't really. So would you think society will ever get to a point where we don't have to label who's who? We don't give a damn what people are doing in the privacy of their own homes. Will we ever get to that? Or will we always be just sneaking in the peeking and trying to see who look like they're doing what with who? Definitely sneaking and a peeking will continue to be uh, what we do. Here's the thing. With so many bills, like don't say gay out in Florida, which is just completely That's asinine. Crazy. It's you can't so say the crazy. word. Don't say gay. They just passed the... Um, you can't have any type of talk about any type of sexual orientation or any gender related issues uh, in Florida. And even when we're just going back to when we were talking about, you know, putting people in boxes and things of that nature about being gay. Mm-hmm. The only time I think about someone's sexuality is if I am attracted or interested in them. There is not a point where I look at somebody and say, I wonder if they're straight. If I do wonder that, it's because I find them attractive or I feel like they're interesting or there's something interesting about Mm -hmm, them. mm -hmm, That's the mm -hmm. only time I worry about or not worry, but wonder or think about someone else's sexuality. So you really have to ask yourself, why are you thinking about someone else's sexuality? Why do you want to know if this person is gay? Why is society hypnotized with that, though? It ain't just one or two people. It's like everybody want to care about what everybody else is doing. Why is it like that, though? And how come it becomes tabloid news if you find out that somebody who didn't want you to know their business found out your business? Why is that such news? Oh, dang, you found out who I'm fucking? Wow, that really throws me. I, I just understand why is that important. Because people, we as humans want to know what's going on behind closed doors. Damn, y'all know. Yes. Y'all they ain't have shit. A, Nosy they ass. definitely want to know. I don't wonder what straight people are doing in the bedroom. That's not something I'm interested in. I'm not attracted to that. I don't look at straight porn. Well, sometimes I do, depending on the man. But um, <laughs> and what he got going on. But I'm not interested in that. So what makes it interesting for other people to wonder what gay wow. people are doing? To adults, to consenting adults of age. Why are you so interested in this yeah my that's my question why why do y'all care leave people alone damn but i feel like we know why they care do we need to go to a break yes we can go to a break and when we come back i want to know why you know how they care because i <laughs> want they man they goddamn bit. anyway michael talks to everybody and today what is gay i'm not i'm not always clear on that because so many things now you could be uh transsexual you know you could be bi my friend uh ricky bi he does you know, he speaks spanish and english so it's so many different things you can be <laughs> or labeled as what the hell is it? i don't know let's go to commercial be right back 
witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroesfilm.com to get tickets now. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. Prudential knows that no community is a monolith. And we all have unique financial needs. With black community partners across the nation, Prudential has a remarkable history of supporting communities and institutions that have been overlooked for far too long and are making a tangible impact. This includes their home city of Newark, where they're actively engaged in building stronger financial foundations. They are dedicated to offering equitable financial services that cater to diverse individual requirements while recognizing our shared goal of wealth building. For instance, they've pledged a staggering $1 billion to programs, partners, and initiatives focused on historically excluded communities. It's not just about dreaming anymore. It's about turning those dreams into reality by creating blueprints for generational wealth. Power the dreams of our communities today and future generations tomorrow. Learn more and build your financial blueprint today at prudential.com blueprints. And we're back. You know what? I think you're about to define the reason. Break it down for me and tell me why. So back in the day when reality TV just became started booming, mm-hmm. you know, I used to be like, oh, I can't stand those reality TV shows. They're just doing this and always right. fighting. And But I would always manage to go and watch. Why? 
I secretly liked the drama. I secretly liked what they were doing, all the fights and the reading and the shade and the drama. <laughs> I loved it. I just, but I didn't want to admit it to myself. I didn't want to admit it to my friends that I, this was my guilty pleasure. Right, right, right. And I feel like that is the reason from a lot of people. It's your guilty pleasure. And you just wow. haven't come to the forefront of it because there's no reason for you to be interested in this. <laughs> That's a real good point. You know, the first time you came on our show, you said, what you said about the first? I didn't know I was gay. I, I just thought I like. I just thought I was really into wrestling. <laughs> wrestling magazines. I mean, I mean, oh, yeah, that. Oh, yeah, because that, that joke kind of evolved now. I did. I thought that I like. Well, I didn't say the joke. The joke was funny as fuck. He said, I, I didn't, first I didn't realize I was gay. I just thought I really liked wrestling magazines or men's wrestling magazines, something like that. We fell out when you said that. I know that. Yeah, international male catalogs, those are like young gay people's first <laughs> porns. You know what I'm saying? Because you can't get a gay porn, so you got to look at the underwear section of a department store. Wow, magazine. wow. So yeah, let me ask crazy. this. Is it, I can see it. I, I guess this is just stupid for me to ask this question. Is it more difficult to navigate life as a gay person than if you were not? What? <laughs> Yo, years of therapy, years, years of therapy. Yo, because here it is. It starts from the beginning. So, as a as a young straight child, right? You know, you're you're often conditioned. You can be two, three, four, five, six years old, and people say, "Hey, little Tommy, you found you a little girlfriend yet?" Oh, Tommy got him a little girlfriend. Tommy got him a little, which actually sexualizes children. Oh. Either whether it's straight or gay. Because oh. at six years old, Tommy shouldn't be worried about no little girlfriend. Tommy mm. should be a child where he is. But imagine growing up knowing that you're different. That when people ask you those questions, you can't honestly respond and say, no, bitch, I don't have a girlfriend because I want a boyfriend. <laughs> you can't have regular crushes when you're younger and you're crushing on the same sex right. and wow. as a t as a young child. You know, people try to separate and say, oh, you're you need to um stop because these kids, your impression kids. When you're a child, I knew whether I wanted to How acknowledge early? it. How soon? The first time I actually thought it was probably the fifth grade. I had a crush on uh, Ashley, who was a girl, but Ashley looked like Joey Lawrence um, from Give Me a Break. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> and okay. so growing now, fast forward, Ashley is the hometown sheriff in our town who was completely butch. Now, what? Just going back to that, I, I knew that I was different. I couldn't put a name tag on it. I couldn't put a uh, a name to it. But I knew that the way I felt about boys was different than the way I felt about girls. Just like a straight child knows that he wants a little girlfriend or he's attracted to little girls. Like, it's just, it's your nature. And you... You know this, you can feel it, but you're taught to suppress it because you know that it is not acceptable. Mm. So you bury it down deep, deep down inside. You bury it down. You sometimes try to play the role. I had, I did this post the other day where I was like, I like to thank all of my ex-girlfriends in the past 
for my fake girlfriends because y'all saved my life. Y'all didn't even know it <laughs> at the time, but y'all saved my life because people were on my back. Why don't you have a girlfriend? Why don't you have a little girlfriend? So I just went and got girlfriends. Some fake girlfriends. Mm-hmm. And, and they would just play along with you. Play along they would play you. along with me. They were my beards. Oh, wow. they, literally... they were my beards. I heard that word the other day. Okay, they were my beards. Okay. Yep, they were my beards. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I definitely thank them because the pressure to not be who you are is just staggering. It's mind block boggling. And it took a lot of therapy to love myself, to get in tune with who I am as a person to be able to show other people love. So how full are the closets of America? (laughs) (laughs) Well, there are two closets. There are two closets. Okay. One that we can't see in, that people are hiding in, and then the other are glass closets. That we see you, but you think you're in there. (laughs) Like, I'll use this as an example. The brat. The brat just can't, you know, technically Mm -hmm. came out, you know, a couple of years ago. Now, to us, it was like, girl, where are you coming out to? You know what I'm mm. saying? Like, we always thought that you were this way. But to her, she wasn't out. But she was in this glass closet of sorts. Mm. And I feel like the closets are so full. I come from the church. Let me tell you, baby, the Christian closets, the mm. gospel closets <laughs> are full to capacity. <laughs> Honey, the occupancy on those closets are exceeded. Well, at least they're coming to the right place, you know? They're holding a good thought. They're holding a good thought. I just think, I don't think it's anybody's business what you're doing in your home, in your bedroom with people. I just I just don't think it's not your damn business. And as it's, long as you're not, not. as long as you're with consenting adults, as long as you're not doing nothing to no children. And if it's animals, that's still in my business, but I can't stand you. If it's and an people animal. love to do that, Michael. People love to equate homosexuality with pedophilia. They love to do that. They, it's just mm-hmm. like, oh, because we're going to separate from these kids. And uh, it, even with like drag queen story time, reading to kids in the library and things of that nature. It's just mind blowing how you could just even equate that one to the other when it, this is we're talking about consenting adults here. And let's not pretend that there aren't gay children. We all know those gay children, like those little boys where you look at them and be like, child. <laughs> Child, I ain't trying to put it on them, but little Billy, little Billy got the switch of life. <laughs> oh my God. And you know, little Billy is going to grow up gay. You know um, that. And people just act like they don't know. The, something that has been around since the dawn of time. People act like it, there's, it's so new. Even about television shows, people are like, we don't want it on TV because it's going to make our kids gay. Gay people just started being on TV as far as out mm. gay people. Mm. It was all straight people on TV. So where did the where did the gay people come from? If it did the gay it the straight TV <laughs> shows didn't make me straight. I watched Magnum PI and it didn't turn me straight, but the other shows are gay anyway. Magnified. <laughs> all those shows are gay. Go look at my Instagram. I do a whole series on gay shows from the 80s. Oh, you was doing one the other day. Was was it Facts of Life? Facts of Life. People don't know this, but it was definitely about a butch lesbian um, cat lady named Mrs. Garrett who opened up a school for wayward lesbians. 
Wow. And they were, you just had your different levels. Tootie was the little butch lesbian. You had Natalie. She was the full figure comic relief lesbian. You had <laughs> Blair. She was the lipstick lesbian. And then the final apex legendary top lesbian was Joe. Oh, Joe. Joe was the one of the students at the school, and she was the apex lesbian. She could work on a motorcycle and also cut your grass at the same time, all while driving a Subaru hatchback. <laughs> yep. This is crazy. So we find our joy where we find our joy. You're happy with your life. I'm, I, I, all people ask me if you couldn't be gay, would you still be gay? Which is a stupid question because it's a part of who I am. And I would not change who I am for anyone, anyone. I love my life. I nice. love, you know, the, the, the life that it has provided me. Um, and I'm in love. I have a fiance. Shout out to Kevin. I love him so much. Shout out. Yeah. And I'm happy. I'm happy and gay. Both alliterations <laughs> of the word. Okay. And people, you know, Michael, people also, they like to equate gayness to things. Like, I think we were talking before about a list that some pe women, um, you know, wrote up about things that they think are gay for a man to do. Like, order dessert. Laugh out loud. Oh, wow. Yeah, those are things that You said that order people... dessert, laugh out loud. Do you have another one? Oh, God, of course, my mind is going to go. But like any basic, thing, like wear certain type of shoes. Right, right, uh, right. Dress right, a right, certain right. way, of course. I Sometimes I just can't wrap my mind around the ignorance. You know, I just think that life is so short that you just got to go ahead and be authentic to you for you, not to other people. Just what's good to you? What feels good to you? What makes you happy? What makes you smile, makes you sleep good at night and not worry and be up with a bad conscience? What is that for you? And then you do that. And fuck everybody else. I mean, I, agree. I don't mean no harm to everybody else. Y'all probably some lovely people. But let me tell you something. <laughs> people be all up in your shit. It ain't even their business what you're doing. But they be in your business in areas that don't concern them. I think you, I, I had, well, I remember this lady was 109 years old. And they said, well, what was the secret to longevity? Was, your, was it your diet? Was it, I thought she was going to say uh, marijuana. I was, I was on the show. <laughs> I was on a show with, uh, remember 227? Yes. Helen, Helen, I can't think of Helen's name. The woman who would hang out the window all Rose. the time. Pearl. She played, she played Pearl. Pearl. She played Pearl. And her name was Helen. I can't think of her last name. And I got to interview her on my show uh, when we had a show on BET, BET Live from L.A. And she was 88. And I said, well, what, what is the secret to success? And she said, reefers. But I... My, the latest 109. Helen Martin. That's Helen Martin. But the woman I met that was 109, she had the ultimate secret. I said, what is it? Is it health? Is it die? She said, I mind my own damn business. And that's what did it. And so I guess in life, if you want longevity, mind your damn business. It ain't your business what people are doing anyway unless they invite you to join them. I, I wouldn't even try to define anybody's sexuality. You know, what's the thing now where they want you to I, to talk about how you identify yourself. How do you identify yourself? How do you identify yourself? Oh, you mean pronouns? Yeah. Pronouns. Okay, yeah. Pronouns aren't new. A lot of people think that 
you know, oh, this new thing, pronouns. Um, mm. I think we learned about pronouns in the second grade, second, first, second grade. <laughs> uh, and it is how you <laughs> identify, which is not very hard. People make it difficult. Not It's not difficult at all. You know, I people like, well, how do I um, describe them if I'm talking to somebody? You don't have to go up and say, excuse me, she, excuse mm-hmm. me, her. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make sense. You can just address a person. Excuse me. Do you do you need help? Excuse me. I have a question. You don't have to say, excuse me, sir. Excuse me, ma'am. Because you just don't know how people identify these days. And everybody touch you, too, because I scared today. I was about to ask, say something to this lady, and I didn't know if it was a lady or a fella. And I didn't really know. And I didn't realize I didn't know until I almost said, ma'am. And then I stopped because my mama raised me and said, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, hello, sir, hello, ma'am, miss this, mister that. Now, hey, hey, you, uh, no, I say, uh, pardon me, miss. And I was like, pardon me, um, and I couldn't tell, and then she turned a certain way, and I, I took a better chance that it's okay, this, I think I'm speaking to a woman. No, because people snap on you because sometimes folks in that in the community dress themselves to look like the opposite of what they are. So sometimes you'll see a woman that's really look like a fella and she put a lot of effort in that, you know? And I don't know if I'm comfortable going up to that person and saying, calling her she or excuse me, ma'am, you know, excuse me, miss, because they put so much effort into not looking like miss, you know? So, True. So, as so a, think, yeah, go ahead. So what would you, yeah. what do you do? How do you approach it? You would just say, instead of saying, excuse me, sir, or excuse me, miss, you would just say, excuse me. Yes. Okay. That's it. (laughs) Just stop. And that's it. Because, I mean, people, it's, yeah, it's definitely easy. I think that we, when we try to quantify who people are is when we kind of mess up. And people are going to make mistakes. It's okay that you took the time to think about what you wanted to call this person. I make, I just made a mistake the other day. They were having a cookout beside my apartment. And there was a group of ladies. And I looked at every one of them and said, Happy Mother's Day. Just out of, you know, right, right. Now, the last lady just so happened to be a trans woman, but I did not catch it until I had already said it. Now, she could have been like, you know, are you being funny or, you know, blah, blah, blah. but she just winked at me. She gave me like a little wink, wink. Plus, she probably like, yes, called a mother before anyway. Yeah, so, it's, so, you, you know, know, it still could kind of fit. Okay. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Anthony Oaks, one of the great comedians who also does my morning show. And just a, you're a great cat, brother, and I'm glad that you're comfortable in who you are and you can speak freely about it. And thanks for free- talking on our show today, crew member uh, Anthony Oaks. Tell them how they can find you. Well, you can find myself, Michael Collier, and Cletus Cassidy at the DC Improv, August 11th woo, and 13th. Woo, woo, yes. We have five amazing shows and it is going to be bananas. So you better start yes. getting your tickets now because they are starting to sell out. You better come um, out. Yep, at the DC Improv. You can also find me at inotgaynomore.com. Um, that is my, <laughs> no, my real website. <laughs> Anthonyoakscomedian.com. But really go to my IG to watch my IG series, um, Favorite Gay Shows of the 80s. <laughs> Like I said, I saw one the other day. Hilarious. Brother, thank you. I appreciate it so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Like right then, I said, brother, thank you. And I felt uncomfortable because I didn't know, am I saying the right thing? So I do identify as he, him, 
they, them, or brother, sister. I'm not hung up on that because I do have friends who be like, hey, sis, it's a communal thing. We we have a rapport. And yeah, so I don't know. I'm going to say, brother, thank you. Thank you. Thank, <laughs> thank you. I love you. You're my friend. Love and this is great. And I think we got the conversation out. We talked a little bit about it. That's all I want to do is generate conversation. If y'all got something you want to say about it, want us to take it to the next level, I dare you to write me. Go on, write me. Comic King one two three at aol.com. Okay, if you were offended, I apologize in advance, but write me anyway. Comic King one two three at aol.com. Or if you just don't like me no more, man, this show suck. Go ahead and write me. We gonna ignore it, but write me anyway. Comic King one two three at aol.com. This is your boy Michael Kai. Michael talks to everybody. I'll be back to talk to you again real soon. Have a magnificent day. And remember, life is a garden if you dig it. Peace. I had a good time today. I hope y'all did too, man. Thank y'all for checking us out here at Michael Talks to Everybody. Hey, you can follow me, man. I'm easy to follow. I'm on Instagram, just under at Michael Kaya. I'm on TikTok. That's Michael Kaya 135. I have a very sexy webpage called TheRealMichaelKaya.com. You know, you go over there, you can find out about my merchandise and what I'm doing and where all my shows are. Everything is right there. Or if you really love me, you can go to my cash app. That's dollar sign, Michael Kaya's money. I'm playing with y'all, but I accept green stamp, food stamp, Canadian money. I'll take your bus transfer if you've got some time left on it. And my morning show, oh my goodness, the Michael Kaya morning show. That's 7 a.m. Pacific time, yo, five days a week. This has been a Raylock Group production. I'll see y'all later. <laughs>